I'm Derek from Carmel, Indiana. Hi, this is George from San Francisco. The Sound of Young America is an independent production. Supported by listeners like, well, me. If you'd like to support the show like I did, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. I'm Jesse Thorne, live on tape from my house in Los Angeles. It's The Sound of Young America from MaximumFun.org and PRI, Public Radio International. It's The Sound of Young America. I'm Jesse Thorne. We're here at the Sundance Film Festival in Park City, Utah, and my guest on the program is Trevor Groff. He's the director of programming for the festival, and not to mention uh, a veteran of more than 15 years of work here at Sundance, uh, beginning as a volunteer in high school. Yeah. Yeah, that was actually uh, 20 years ago. 20? Uh, yeah, it was, I was volunteered for Sundance uh, when I was 18, and... Uh, I ended up interning for Sundance in the Salt Lake office when I was in college at the University of Utah. And then they hired me uh, to start programming shorts and kind of be the programming coordinator uh, when I graduated. And that was in 93. So um, it's, been a, it's been a hell of a run. I've, I've had a blast. It's been an amazing opportunity to see independent film grow up around me. So were you a film geek uh, before the Sundance Film Festival? Yeah, I was a film geek from birth, I believe, you know, as as far back as I can remember, I was pretty much obsessed with film. Uh, you know, it's interesting. I've been reflecting on this lately. My my generation is kind of the first generation that had the luxury of having um films streamed into their homes, you know, with like HBO. I remember my family was kind of one of the first families on the block to get HBO, and I used to, it was just like this magical. Uh, uh, I could not believe that it was happening, and uh, all my friends used to come over, and we'd <laughs> we'd we'd have sleepovers and and sneak out uh, in the middle of the night to watch you know like Attack of the Killer Tomatoes or whatever was on. You know, we we were obsessed. I'd, I'd watch it. You know, it was probably I, I, if I remember correctly, when every when all the thirteen year olds go over to the guy with HBO's house and they sneak out in the middle of the night to watch HBO it's to watch cult favorites yeah yeah cult favorites and and pretty much anything with boobs uh-huh. you know, that's pretty much was our mo uh, but then then I, luckily my my cinematic uh, uh palette expanded you know from that and uh you know over the years i I was obsessed, and you know, when I was actually when I was in college, I, I managed a video store as well, like like all great film geeks do, and uh, and that's where I you know got a lot of my education. Really, it was learned much more managing the video store than I did in my classes. Um, and uh, and I, and when I volunteered for the festival, my, the first year coming up to Park City and being around this atmosphere and seeing the films that I saw. Uh, it changed my life, you know, and I think that's that's the beauty of film festivals and that's the power of movies is I do believe they can change lives in many ways. Trevor, let's talk a little bit about the process of putting on this enormous endeavor. I mean, I it's hard to... It's hard for me to uh it, it was hard for me to wrap my head around the enormity of this operation um especially in in relation to the relative smallness of Park City before I came here a couple of days ago but yesterday I was uh sitting at our at our window here in our third floor bedroom where we're taping our Sound of Young America shows and looking out the window and sort of the main drag, not not Main Street where all the businesses are, but the in and out main drag uh, stretches out past that window. And it was just a bumper to bumper line of cars the whole way up the hill. You know, you could see half a mile of bumper to bumper cars. Um, how many films do you screen uh, in preparation for programming this festival? 
I personally screen about 500 feature films um, over the course of the year, uh, and those are the ones that are submitted to us. I screen more than that at uh, film festivals that I go to all over the world, um, and then just stuff that I see on my own for my own personal enjoyment. <laughs> um, but um, it, but we get about uh, about 9,000 films submitted to us, almost 10,000 between all the short films and all the feature uh, categories, and. And we've I've got an amazing staff. You know, we uh, um, we've all been working together for a very long time, and we know each other's tastes. and And we make sure that every film that we watch, even if we don't respond to it, we make sure uh, the the programmer that might uh, sees it. If there's if there's something in there that because you want to give every film that's submitted its fair shot, and and you want to give out of respect for the programmers and out of respect for the people who made the film, you you want to give that programmer a chance to fight for that film and. That those are the films that end up making it into the festival. It's if if we collectively see a film that we all think is okay, yeah, that's a, that's a decent film. Those tend to get squeezed out at the very end when we're making our final decisions, and they, they get bumped out by that that programmer who's fighting tooth and nail to to get a, a film in that they love, even if the others didn't respond to it. And and the, that I think is is what uh, keeps the festival really fresh. Is it like uh, you know on the SATs on the essay section of the SATs, you you write your essay. And then uh, it goes to like a couple of different people, and then they give it a number from one to five, and then something cancels out something else, and then I don't know exactly what's going on. But how, how do you how do you manage the logistics of these thousands and thousands of films? Yeah, it's it's a very intricate process, and there's some some special formulas in there that I can't tell you. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, no, it's it's we we do have a process. We have screeners that watch all of the submissions and uh, do coverage on it and give them a rating. But then, but that none of them. That doesn't pass on any of the films. Then a programmer goes through and takes their coverage and watches uh, the film. If if it got you know uh, you know if if it didn't get good coverage uh, and a programmer watches it and and agrees with what they're seeing what they're seeing, then they can pass on it. Um, but and the, the stuff that gets good rating gets passed around amongst the amongst the group and uh, it's. It takes an incredible amount of of man hours to to get through everything from about September through November, September, October, November. The the programmers on staff are are working basically production hours. We're watching films about 16 hours a day, um, about six days a week. Uh, to 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 get through the the, the submissions and 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 it, we do pass them around. You know, we Sundance is unique, I think, from from most festivals where most festivals have a programmer that programs specific sections, but we collectively all program uh, all of the the sections, and that means more sort of workload for us because it means we all have to watch more more films. But I think it's vital in in keeping. Um, an unexpected quality to the festival. If if I programmed, if it was just myself making the decisions every year, people might get to know my taste a little bit. But with all with all with all the programmers weighing in on it, it, it keeps it really fresh. And I think that that unexpected quality about Sundance every year, people come to the festival, they don't quite know what they're going to expect. And I think that that's been a real key component to our uh, growth. When you're putting together this slate of films at the festival. I, I can't imagine that your sole goal is to pick the best uh, 40 or whatever the final number is of films out of all those 10,000 that you saw. What are the qualities that you're looking for to put together a, a complete 
program? What are your goals? Yeah, that's a, it's a good question. We I do look at the the entire program a bit uh, like it's it's almost like a puzzle, and the, all of the films represent individual pieces of the puzzle that make up the whole, uh, and and they do each decision does impact other decisions. You know, you you want a, a range. Of voices in there, you don't want too many films of, of, of the same ilk, um, and you want you want. We look at we look at where films are coming from. We look at the you know the resources that they had to tell their stories, and you know those are those, so. There's many factors that go into the decision. It does still get down to the film has to work. You know, it can't just be like, well, this is filling a quota for us. You know, it, the film has to work, and then within that, if if all of this this group of films work then you select from that group to make a complete puzzle and uh and you know for us it's uh, it goes back to the, the you know that 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 passionate response it's really that's what we're looking for you know the the one thing about sundance has always been about about it's a film it's a film festival for filmmakers that was redford's um whole reason for starting uh, this film festival was to provide a platform for artists who were taking chances and and to keep it about them despite the industry growing around the festival it's re- we've remained true to that and and i think a lot of that starts with the writing um you know the sundance institute is our year round um, uh, we have year-round labs where we develop screenwriters and, and filmmakers um, here at the Sundance uh, Resort in Utah, and 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 that's it's about the writing, it's about the storytelling, and that's that's what we respond to. I think as programmers, you know, there's there's other festivals that that have a, a real sort of they respond to more an aesthetic quality, and I think here at Sundance we tend to 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 more respond to the the, the story. It's The Sound of Young America. I'm Jesse Thorne. We're at the Sundance Film Festival, and my guest is Trevor Groth. He's the director of programming here at the festival. Um, so the, according to all of the like placards that I see up on the screen before the movies start, this, is, uh, this festival is about a renewal of rebellion. Mm-hmm. If, am I remembering that correctly? Yeah, that's, that's it. So, it- so if, I'm, if I'm out on like Main Street in Park City, which is a, a block and a half from where we're sitting now, um, I it, it really takes a lot of stretch of my mind to imagine any of those people walking up on down that street renewing any rebellions. Yeah. Um, what is it like to uh, to manage the tension between the sort of de facto status of Sundance as sort of, as the kind of Hollywood farm team, uh, you know, a place where people go to find the next big thing. Um, and uh, the artistic ambitions that you talked about with Robert Redford, the idea that this is by filmmakers for filmmakers and not by filmmakers for film financiers. Yeah, well, for us, it all it starts and ends with the films. You know, as a programmer, uh, that I think is is what the festival is all about. What happens around the screenings and in Park City outside of the theaters. It's it's somewhat out of our control. We we do what we can to. You don't to, you don't provide the cocaine for the bathrooms. Not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. Those are those days are long gone. Um, but you know, for us, that the whole idea of the renew and uh, the renewed rebellion, it 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 for us, it it coincides with our um, new roles here at the festival. John Cooper is the director, and myself as director of programming. We we took the opportunity, even though we've both been here for about twenty years, we took the opportunity to to revitalize ourselves and try to um, infuse the festival with a renewed spirit that hopefully will. I mean, it also coincides with. The tra- a transition that's happening in the industry. There's, uh, you know, sort of traditional 
models of independent distribution are are slightly you know they're they're adapting there some some companies are closing down others are 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 opening up and and for us it's i do think we're we're on the uh, a cusp of another golden age of of independent film like that started in the early 90s you know when when Sundance was was first sort of launching films like Sex Lies and Videotape and Reservoir Dogs and and that created this whole independent film industry that kind of grew up around us and that's that sort of is now shifting and that model is not working anymore that but i think we're we're right on the the verge of 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 new uh opportunities for films and filmmakers to connect with a, a hungry audience you know it's 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 there's never been a better time um in, in history for film lovers to find the kind of films that they want to see. A lot of it is online through streaming and through VOD. You, you even have, uh, I noticed, a, a few of the films that are premiering here at the festival are also going direct to video on demand so people yeah. can you know, buy them from the internet and watch them now, even if they're in you know, Paris. Yeah, this is an unprecedented year for us to... Um, have films that are premiering here at the festival available to people outside of Park City. We're working with the Sundance Channel uh, and their um, Sundance Selects VOD um, uh, films uh, that are having. They have three films um, uh, that are premiering here at the festival that are available on that. We're also working with YouTube, who's a, a sponsor of the festival and who's a, a sponsor of our next category, which is the section we created for low and no budget filmmakers. And they're actually uh, streaming uh, three of the films uh, available for pay per stream um, on their site, which is a new initiative that they're doing that we were very um, excited to sort of partner up with them to um, allow these these low budget films an opportunity to connect with uh, be, beyond just the the you know hundreds or thousands of people that are here at the festival that might see them to the tens of thousands of people that have that want to feel connected to Sundance and see these um, these low budget films. Um, let's talk about a, a couple of movies. One of the movies that I was really delighted to see uh, on the list when I um, when I first opened it up when it was announced and we were thinking about coming out here uh, was a film by a, a good friend of this show, Louis C.K. Mm. Um, Louis is a stand-up comedian, one of the best, if um, you know, my personal opinion, the best stand-up comedian in America. Um, he's also a director. He directed the uh, the film Pootie Tang, uh, among other things. Um, and Louis made a, a stand-up film. Um, that's premiering here at the festival. Yeah. Now, when you talk about storytelling, um, you know, there's, you know, <laughs> that's a very different kind of storytelling from, from, you know, what you might see in a classic, you know, Paris, Texas or something like that. It is not Paris, Texas at all. <laughs> uh, it's true. You know, we, we've resisted showing uh, stand-up comedy films uh, at the festival for many years. We've had uh, a, n- a number submitted to us, and we, we haven't done it because it does take away a slot from, from someone who is telling a, you know, a, a, a cinematic story. Um, but we – two reasons that we wanted to include this one. It, um, we have a relationship with with Louis. Uh, he actually had a short here in the festival, one of my first years programming. That's one, still one of my favorites, called Ice Cream. Um, he also had a feature here in the festival that we showed in our midnight section. Um, so we, we we've always been huge supporters and fans of his. And then when we saw this, his comedy and and the way his outspoken um, insights into I think humanity and and he he pushes it far enough that we thought it was worthy of inclusion in, in Sundance and, and it was it was that sort of that, that groundbreaking comedy. It's like you, you you see every so often, you know, I mean to 
I, it's it's lofty to put him in the same breath as these people, but it's like when I saw like you know the Richard Pryors and the Eddie Murphy, it's like it's that level that he that he almost hits, and and I think he's really one of the the, the brightest comic minds working today. And so to to include him, and it also was the independent nature of the project too. You know, he he directed it himself, and he's he's really trying to to push this out there, you know, in a non traditional means. And and we wanted to support him in that. I, I just I'm I'm a big fan, and I, it's one of the 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 screenings that I'm almost most looking forward to to sitting through and to hearing that sort of audience reaction. Um, one really outrageous comedy film that um, as we sit here right now, we basically have to leave for in about four minutes is um, is a movie by Chris Morris, who's a, a British uh, television writer and performer primarily, um, although he's made some uh, short films called Four Lions. Now this is a comedy set in a uh, terrorist training camp. I haven't seen it yet. As yeah. I said, we're, we're headed there in a couple of minutes. Yeah. Um, Chris Morris is a, a tremendous comedy hero of mine and a real brilliant genius. Yep. Um, so that is like, that's like the ultimate example of uh, something that you haven't seen before. Yeah, I can honestly say I've never seen uh, a comedy about suicide bombers. It's, uh, <laughs> and never thought I would. And and that's what is so incredible about the film and incredible about Chris Morris. It, I think he's, you said, I, I agree, he's a comic genius. And he's one of those people who, at his core, he can find the humor and the laughter in anything. And this film proves it like to be able to make not just a funny comedy a hilarious comedy about about such um volatile subject matter is shows his genius and and i i think what's really telling about the film too and and what i think people will respond to about it is that's it's he's not making fun of these people uh, you know he's he's saying he's almost he's humanizing them you know in a way for me i it, it's you know the question is is it sort of is it racist or is it going to you know sort of shock people because of because of that subject matter you know for me it, it completely uh, uh, humanizes them in a way that that makes everyone realize that like we are all human beings we're all sort of innately ridiculous and and dumb crazy shit happens to all of us and 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 for me i, I think you know the power of laughter is 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 one of the greatest gifts we have and it and also is one of the things that brings people together like like nothing else and so uh to to be able to crack the tension that's that exists right now in our climate around such serious issues of terrorism of you know suicide bombing and all of that to be able to for us to for everyone to be able to laugh about this i think it it potentially has the power to really break down a lot of these 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 expectations and 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 stereotypes um that that exist in the world well, Trevor, thank you so much for taking all this time to be on The Sound of Young America between one thing and another thing and the next thing. I'm happy to do it. Thanks for having me on. Trevor Groth is the director of programming right here at the Sundance Film Festival in Park City, Utah. That's our time for another Sound of Young America program. I've been your host, Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. The show produced by Speaking Into Microphones. Our Sundance episodes uh, produced and directed as well as edited by Nick White. Our music provided by Dan Wally. Benjamin R. Harrison directed the videos of our interviews at Sundance, which you can find online at MaximumFun.org. Our thanks to Eric Bright PR for providing us with a space to record. If you have thoughts about the show, you can email me at jesse, J-E-S-S-E, at MaximumFun. 
MaximumFun.org. And you can always visit us on the web at MaximumFun.org, where we've got The Sound of Young America and all of our other great shows absolutely for free, uh, downloadable, streamable, or via podcast. We'll see you next time right here on The Sound of Young America. Production of The Sound of Young America is underwritten in part by Ask Metafilter. Thousands of life's little questions answered online at ask.metafilter.com.